This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. With Charlie, just finishing that inning, going back out, facing the hitter. I mean, he struck a guy on a broken leg. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. Um, like, I wish it wouldn't happen to Charlie. He's a leader. Um, but like I said, we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves, and we just have to keep going. And I mean, I, I've been joking around with the guys all year long. I feel like, I mean, just turn me in a start. I'm ready to go. Um, but no, I just like I said I, earlier, I wanted to go out there and just be efficient as I could and help this bullpen out as best I possibly can. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome on in to BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, Aaron Hawksworth. Let's head out to Boston, bringing our guy Sammy Panianovich, a friend of the BetQL Network at SB Shoot on Twitter at SB Shoot, and if you're following along, you are well aware that, like our guy Paul Aspen. Sam is all in on the Braves from before the season. He's doing it for Polly. Uh, man, you're in a perfect spot now, right? You the, the split mission accomplished. You're hoping to go up 2-0 tonight. Any uh, any plan? I'm not I'm not asking you if you're going to hedge because I have a feeling you're going to say no. Astros now the dog in the series. But do you have a plan in place, uh, maybe to do something later, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> my plan i told paulie this not the fish okay. paul aspen i told paul i said look we've been through too much with this team mm-hmm. we've been through ronald acuna jr going down we've been through marcelo zuna being a psychopath we've been through them overhauling their outfield at the trade deadline we've been through the ringer and i hate the astros and everything they stand for so there will not be a hedge i feel good we got 14 we got 18 to 1 people keep asking me do you like game 1 do you like game 2 i like them all i like <laughs> See, the breaks. you know it's interesting because like you said you've been through too much you were invested before the season like i wanted to get involved in the middle of the year and then when acuña goes down it was just too much and we kept hearing setbacks with all the pitchers that were supposed to be coming back uh, but that's different. You've been invested since before the season started. Uh, in August, when they're below 500, that's when I was like, "All right, I'm out on the Braves. This this is ridiculous. It's just not their year." But uh, you guys, man, this has been your baby for like a half a year. That lineup just hits, man, and that's what this league has become. You have to score runs. Every single starter last night got a hit. And I wish you guys collectively could have all been with me when Jorge Soler hit the second pitch of the game out of the park. I wish you could have seen how high I got (laughs) off the floor. It was insane. And I had a White Sox future. I worked for the Red Sox. You know, that was uh, a miserable two rounds. If they do it to me again, 
I don't know that I'll ever recover from baseball mm-hmm. future betting. Sam, uh, last night they lost Charlie Morton. In the win, they lost their top starting pitcher. He's out. I can't believe he did what he did on a broken leg for a little while there. Does it concern you, or, or are you at the point with this team where you just think they're going to overcome anything? They've overcome so much. You hit on a lot of it when you first hopped on. Does the Morton injury concern you from the perspective of they got to fill another game now with basically a bullpen game? Of course it concerns me, but I also think, Joey, it cancels out the Lance McCullers loss for Houston. I wasn't very impressed with the way Houston's bullpen pitched in the last series. The real enigma for me was, can this Astros rotation do what they did again? You know, they had some guys coming out throwing darts. I don't know if they were going to the cap, going to the ponytail, putting a little sauce on the ball. I mean, that's been rumored, and and you notice it was a little different yesterday for their starter, Framber. Uh, he wasn't as sharp and the ball wasn't moving as much. So I, I just I don't think that the Astros rotation is good enough. This is going to be a slugfest. And whoever hits the ball more is going to win these games and win this series. So, yeah, I mean, does it suck to not have Morton? Hell yeah. But I'll tell you what, if I was a player on that team and I watched one of my mates go out there and throw with a freaking broken leg, I am running through a wall. So I don't think it's all bad. Of course, I'd love to have Morton back out there game four, game seven, potentially. But as you alluded to, they have some arms, they have help. And I think the one thing that nobody really talks about with that Braves team is their bullpen. They go mm-hmm. deep, six, seven, eight, nine. How about the way they pitched against the Dodgers in game number six? It's just a complete team. And I hate to use cliches and all that jazz, but they feel like a team of destiny, if that makes any uh, sense. Sam, let's transition to the NFL. Before we get to your favorite plays of the week, a big story in the sports betting world is this Thursday night football game. We don't know if Devontae Adams is going to be out there. We know now Lazard is another Packer that's out. They could be down nine starters from uh, week number one here. And you look up on the board, you have one team still undefeated in the Arizona Cardinals. The other team has Aaron Rodgers. And that other team with Aaron Rodgers, they get it done without Devontae Adams. They're 6-0 straight up. Um, Aaron Rodgers getting 6.5 points. Are you doing anything with this? It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Running the hell yeah. away from it. I um, I really want no part of it. You know, you're leaning on an offense with Randall Cobb and Malik Taylor at this point, Equinemius St. Brown. Those are going to be your cats that are going to have to get you through. Robert, big game, Bob. Here's what will happen. You're going to have whatever the number settles at, and by settles, I mean whatever it climbs to. I don't think it's going to get to seven, Joe, because if it does get to seven, they're going to just whack seven, the number guys. So whatever the peak is with the spread, people are going to take it, but they're only taking it because it's a good number. I don't know that it's because of 
you know, Green Bay's ability to cover or to win, or they like what the depth looks like at receiver. It's just a number. And like, I've been waiting for weeks to bet against Arizona. I'm not high on that team. I don't think they're winning the conference or the Super Bowl, but this doesn't feel like a good spot. Like how many times have we bet a good number because of injuries and we look up at half and it's 14 to three Arizona. And then we chase green Bay live. Oh, green Bay second half. Now they're getting 12 and a half, Mm -hmm. you know, like in an Island one game, they could lose by 17. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just done betting teams that aren't at full strength, man. I've learned my lesson. I think the one thing to think about if you're a teaser player, you can now tease Arizona from six and a half down to half. You can go through six, four, three, two, one. I don't love that necessarily, but if you made me bet this game, I would probably tease Arizona down given the uh, the lack of talent that Green Bay is going to have Sam, on offense. you gave us your big picture with the Cardinals. I mean, we've been ragging on Joe for weeks here because he, he, uh, he won't put them at the top of his power rankings. You sound like you're similar to him, but how about the rest of the season? So we just talked about this game. It seems like a good spot for Arizona to get to 8-0. Their win total right now is 13 and a half. There's some Lions left on that schedule. There's a Seahawks potentially without Russell Wilson on that schedule. Do you think this is last year's Steelers and they're going to putter out quick at some point? Or would you just, you like them the regular season, they're going to keep winning, but you just wouldn't take them to get to the Super Bowl. Where are you the rest of the season with Arizona? If somebody has a Cardinals conference or Super Bowl ticket right now, good for you. Like, hell of a bet. I saw him as high as like 70, 75 to 1. That's awesome. I'm not going to rain on your great futures bet because it is a great future bet when you look up and FanDuel's got the Cardinals at plus 850 to win the Super Bowl. Um, I just, I missed the move. So I'm not going to jump in and be late on the bandwagon here. I don't believe in them for beginners or for starters, rather. And I'm not going to jump in when I could have had 70, 60, 50, 40, and now it's less than 10 to 1. Um, As for your question about their path, yeah, they could go 14 and 3. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm also not going to bet that either because I think their win total, wasn't their win total 7.5 or 8? So it's just I hate chasing, I hate chasing the right team but the wrong price like yeah like that team has exceeded expectations but I've missed the market every single way um I just I think I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury in the postseason because coaching becomes a lot more important and there's something like I I can't get this vision of Kyler Murray running around making an errant throw that gets picked off for six like I just keep envisioning him screwing up at the worst possible time. And I could very well be wrong about that. Um, But I think there are too many teams, the Rams, the Packers, the Cowboys, that could definitely beat the Cardinals. I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl. Do you guys? No, No, I don't think they're, they're coming out of the NFC. I don't even, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And if we get a a healthy Kyler Murray for the entire season, that could uh, change the equation some, but he was getting dinged up against the Texans. Uh, this past Sunday, so I want to see how he looks coming up this week. Uh, we're going to get a good Sunday night football game uh, this time around. We got the Cowboys at the Vikings. Got Dallas coming off the bye, road favorites. They're laying two and a half. Uh, what do you like in this matchup? Remember when we were in the uh, South Point with Chris Andrews about five years ago doing a chicken dinner yep. episode, and one of us asked Andrews, like, hey, why do you make popular teams minus one? And he looked at us and went, we know what we're doing. (laughs) 
Why are the Dallas Cowboys, why did they open pick them on the road? Why did they open minus one on the road? They're 6-0 and against the spread. Everybody's going to bet them anyway. And naturally, you look at the board right now, most places have Dallas minus two and a half. It's not three, Joe. It's uh-huh. two and a half. So all the bartenders of the world are going to look up on Sunday night and go, oh, they only got to win by three. Um, here's the truth. The Dallas defense can be tested, can be beaten. Mac Jones just lit up the Dallas defense. And Minnesota's offense, man, they've been humming. Four games with 400 yards or more, including a 571-yard offensive game last weekend at Carolina. They can run the ball. They can throw the ball. They've got the intermediate guy with Thielen, the deep threat with Jefferson. This will be a shootout, I think, in Minnesota. Mm. And, you know, no total is probably safe. We've already seen it open 51 and a half, 55 at some places. I think you missed the best number on the over, but this will be a back and forth game. And in that case, I want the points. I also tease Minnesota up to eight and a half going through all the numbers, the three, four, six, seven. But I think the Vikings can easily win this game outright. It doesn't mean that Dallas can't be a really good team. I just don't like the spot, and I think the number is super yeah, just, fishy. Just to add to that, I think uh, I think you're on the right side with this one. Zimmer at home. By the way, both I mentioned Dallas coming off the bye. Both teams are off the bye. Uh, Sammy, before the season, you know how, of course, they set lines for every game. So before the year, this one was Minnesota minus two. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm not sure that a whole lot has changed. How about how about elsewhere in the NFL? I'm looking forward to Browns Steelers Cleveland uh, without Baker. It looks like again, laying three in the hook. Yeah. Case is better than Baker with a torn labrum. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think we all sort of realized that last week. I was impressed with Keenum. I would argue he's one of the top four or five backups in the entire NFL. He's been around. He's bounced through different coordinators and different teams and all that. He knows how to win. He doesn't really make a lot of mistakes. Now, he's not going to throw for 400 yards a game and four touchdowns, but he's a manageable guy. He knows where to throw it. He checks down to his second and third options. And and still, that's a, a Browns team that even though they were really banged up last week, they took care of business at home. The pound is raucous, and that defense is getting healthier. Think about this. You got Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney chasing around Ben Roethlisberger all afternoon. What could possibly go wrong if you bet on the Pittsburgh Steelers here? And not to mention, offshore, this opens Cleveland two and a half already through the three. It blew mm-hmm. through the three. So we're a three and a hook right now. Don't think it matters. I think Cleveland getting healthier also on offense. I'll be checking the injury report to see if some of those running backs come back. Um, I think this line is only going to get bigger. So I wanted to pounce early. Like I fell asleep Sunday night, woke up Monday morning. It was already three and a half. I think this goes four, four and a half. So if you like Cleveland, I would lay it now. If you like Pittsburgh, and that's okay if you do, wait it out. You might get four, four. Sam, I'm curious your thoughts on a game I'm interested in this weekend. New England at Los Angeles against the Chargers. Five and a half is the number here. I think the Patriots are better than their record. They have, they, I mean, last week was against the Jets. They just blew the doors off them. But three close losses. If one of those goes the other way, this number is not where it is. I, I see value. Patriots getting five and a half. Could be a close game. How do you, how do you view this one? It's more than just what could be or what could have been because you could make a case. Yeah, they could be five and two. If you throw the Miami game in there, they could be six and one. But we don't play that game in sports betting. We don't we don't rest on what could have happened. We look at what can happen. And that's really when you look at a game 
in Los Angeles where there's never been home field. I mean, they didn't have home field in L.A. They didn't have it uh, in San Diego. And and the sharp betters have bet against the Chargers for decades because there is no home field there. They love taking points with the Chargers on the road. They hate laying points with the Chargers at home. Going back to the Schottenheimer days and the Norv Turner days and the Mike McCoy days, sharp betters hate laying points with the mm-hmm. Chargers. But I think it's this simple. It's Bill Belichick as a dog. The guy should be 2-0 ATS this year. They should have covered against the Cowboys, but they blew it in overtime. Dak throws a touchdown uh, to C.D. Lamb to get through. Um, Bill Belichick, last 18 games as a dog, 12-6 and six against the number. And I don't know that we're going to get six again. It opens six, mostly five and a half. This might close five. Um, the respected money clearly agrees with that sentiment that New England is the right side. Now they have to go out and take care of business, but – there's not a lot of margin for error with the Chargers. Only concern is New England secondary is really banged up. They just put another guy on the shelf. They don't have Stephon Gilmore. So Herbert can carve them up, but we shall see. Patriots have really opened up the playbook. They've let Mac Jones throw it around, and they've busted out some trick plays. They also run the ball really well. Damian Harris has been on fire the last couple of weeks. So if they keep the Chargers off the field, run the rock, own the clock, they can definitely cover five. Sam, and we've half, got so. about thirty seconds. Uh, best looks for uh, college football this weekend. What you got? Yeah, Caleb Williams goes. Uh, Williams goes on the road last week. Everybody's like, "Wow, Oklahoma just can't blow anybody out." And I haven't bet the Sooners all year. They are laying 19, 19 and a half against Texas Tech, who just fired their mm-hmm. head coach. Man, this one's got forty-two seventeen written all over it. It's a lot easier when you're a freshman quarterback, sleep in your own bed, get mom's cooking at night. They're going to roll. Oklahoma will not have an issue with Texas Tech. They will roll the Red Raiders at home. I laid anything under 21, and I will lay more. At SB Shoot on Twitter, Sam Panianovic over at Nesson. Thank you, Sam. Best of luck with your Braves. Oh! <laughs> oh! There you go, Sam Panianovic, Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, Aaron Hawksworth. This is BetQL Daily coming up next. Some breaking news in the NFL, and uh, we'll talk more about our early looks for week number eight in the National Football League. That is next. This is BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.